Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. I'm Bex Caputo, I am a sex educator, porn maker, and this is my voice, five years on T. You told me to think of three things. I did. How that <laughs> and I out take for after you. my daddy, so I did not. Um, my name is Ash, I am a also a porn maker and mm-hmm. uh, daddy's good boy. And I have been taking tea for about eight months now. Yeah. Wow. Eight, really? Yeah. Cause well, it was six in March. That was two months. <laughs> that's how time works, isn't it? <laughs> that was me confirming. I'm like, that's two months. Right? Sounds right to me. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. Okay. So we're doing this podcast. It's going to be a podcast when Kate's done editing it. I promise you all. <laughs> God knows what it's going to look like beforehand. Uh, We're doing this little hour-long chat here with my pet because uh, I realized purely through coincidence that this month is roughly five years on tea for me, Um, and we haven't talked about my transness and my hormones or any of that on the show for a minute. So I thought it would be kind of fun to revisit it and talk about my experience, like, as someone who's been on hormones for a little while and what it feels like now, we did a uh, one-year recap four years ago now, I guess, uh, <laughs> by that math. listen to it. Yeah, they should too. Um, and I'm <laughs> sure Kate will link to it um, somewhere where I talked about um, kind of my thoughts and feelings then. But I, shit, four years later seems like a good time to check back in. Um, and as a point of comparison, I thought it would be fun to have my pet on the show since they are still in that first year. And um, there have been a lot of things that I've just noticed uh, through seeing their experience that I'm like, uh, that I had forgotten until I see them doing it. So... <laughs> thought it would be interesting to bring them on the show and uh, kind of have a chat and see where it goes. But to like set the groundwork on, um, I guess, where we're both at and uh, what, we're exper- what our experience is and where we're even coming from, can you start by telling folks um, how you take your tea, like what um, methods you're using, why you chose that, and uh, that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I take... Uh 0.3 milliliters of uh, subcutaneous injections yeah. um, once a week, every mm-hmm. Tuesday. Um, and yeah, that's yep, that's it. That's all I've tried. I haven't tried the gel or anything like that. Um, I almost did because my insurance did not want to uh, cover injectable <laughs> medication. Apparently any injectable medication after my doctor appealed it. They said, no, they can't inject anything. It's not just a, a testosterone thing. Diabetic? Weird. Fucked. Yeah, right? <laughs> anyway, seemed like a weird thing for insurance companies to say, but um, I just pay for it out of pocket because I wanted to inject it. And why was that? Um, well, so from what I read about the gel, uh, if it doesn't dry all the way or if you like sweat and kind of re-wet it, it can get on your clothes and your partners. And I didn't want to give you extra tea, either boyfriend extra tea, I guess. I will take the extra tea. (laughs) Fun thing about testosterone too is you sweat. Mm-hmm. You, you you do do that. And I do that already. Like, I did that plenty a lot beforehand. Yeah, so. It's so much more. Oh, it is. Indeed. Uh, we will get there. Um, yeah, I also take tea subcutaneously. Um, you are the medical nerd here who is like, I made this decision based on science. I don't like lotion. 
I don't put regular <laughs> lotion on. I know it's good for my skin. It's slimy. I don't like it. I have textural like feelings about it. I won't put boy lotion on either. That's I'm mm, not gonna call boy it that lotion. again. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna use it. Like I know who I am, and I would not use it often enough. Um, which is why I chose the injectable. Also, um, my dad's diabetic, and he was doing injections in his belly like my entire childhood and i get like a weird kind of gender euphoria i think about the injections which has nothing to do except my own experience of masculinity but um there is a bit of me there is a bit of like i don't know it it feels someone asked uh I'm going to skip ahead. Someone asked if we have a particular ritual for doing our shots, and I think, um, or taking our tea in general, and I think just the process of doing the shot alone is a little bit ritualized for me, and um, the fact that it is a little bit of a medicalized process and stuff uh, feel like feels a little bit more like doing a thing than putting lotion on wood for me and in my body, and that feels important to me i'm not the kind of person who does great with doing something now and uh noticing its results later on (laughs) so i think making tea a little bit of a process um i don't know does some of that for me does that make sense that makes a lot of sense to me and like i (laughs) This is weird because you're talking about your actual dad, and I'm going to reference my daddy, who is not my actual dad. No, that's me. It's you. That's me. Um, before I started taking tea. <laughs> as- <laughs> what? What was the face? My brain went, you did not come out of my cunt. And then the rest of my brain went, I mean, unless they fisted you first. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, this is going off the rails for 1 p.m. We're talking about it's science. Like five minutes. Anyway. Um, gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, before I started tea, but like after we knew I was gonna, mm-hmm. um, and just had not yet, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that we started doing was one of my tasks was like, I get to do daddy's tea shot for him. Yeah. Um, also cause like, you're just not super fond of it all the time. No, I don't love needles these days. Yeah. Well, and you've got scar tissue, which like <laughs> I don't yet. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. That so, sucks. It it just hurts a little bit more than it used to in the same because I've been injecting in the same areas for years. Five years. Five years. Um. So yeah. So I had gotten. Uh, I had kind of ritualized every Tuesday. I a I get to make sure that you remember it's Tea Tuesday because mm-hmm. you almost <laughs> usually don't. It's I always don't, a surprise. No, I. If, I have reminders set, but the reminders go off in, like, all of my stuff, and I go, I don't want to. And then someone outside me is like, you have to do your thing. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I had a similar experience when, like, when my doctor asked me, like, if I had a preference on how to take it, I was like, oh, the way my um, the way my daddy, I did not say that to my doctor. But, you did not. Um, <laughs> I said injectables. That's the way I see my boyfriend do it all the time, and I have no problem with needles, so, like, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have an issue with needles when I started. I have actually kind of become more squeamish of them over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just... I guess through the repeated exposure to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't hate it. Like, I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite thing in the world. And when I say it hurts more, um, it, uh, to be clear, 
I would almost not feel it in the past or not feel it at all when I first started taking tea. Like the needles that they give you to inject with are so tiny that it slips in like a knife through butter sometimes. Yeah, if you put um, it in in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it in in a, like a slant ways or something, then you feel it, which just means you're not putting it in. Right. Yeah, uh, at mo- we're aiming for more of like a 90 degree angle straight right. into you. Oh, and we should mention that we inject in different spots because people mm. are always surprised when I tell them that I inject in my inner thighs. Yeah, and I inject inject. in my belly because inner thigh sounds horrifying. Yeah, and injecting it in my belly sounds horrifying. I'm like, that's where my guts go. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So I don't. Um, And also, uh, this uh, you told me this before Mm -hmm. my doctor did, the spot where you inject tends to get hairier. uh, Is a little more... Your doctor verified that? Um, I mean, he asked me about body hair and things and how much I cared about it when he was asking me if I wanted to do gel. Mm. And then I was like, well, does that happen with this gel? And he's like, I mean, not nearly as much as with the gel, but a little bit. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I already have a happy trail of hair and I was like, I mean, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to get rid of it. It's good, but I don't, I don't particularly need more belly hair. I came with it pre-equipped. <laughs> yeah. And I did not. And it was, uh, very interesting because no one told me that. It's just a thing I noticed that like. I developed belly hair faster than some other places. Um, And I was like, huh, I I wonder if that's where I inject or just how my body was going to develop hair. Um, Although something that I have noticed at this point with hair growth is that um, we can see my belly is pretty much the only place it has just sprouted from. <laughs> um, and like my face, I have very little facial hair. Um, it grows faster these days, but it's still extremely patchy. Um, but those are the only places that it has kind of sprouted on its own. For the most part, everything else has gotten thicker and spread. So like my thighs didn't have hair before I started tea. Um, and my lower leg hair was quite thin. And now my lo- I wa- like my lower leg hair thickened and then came up over my knee. And also my pubes started coming down from the top of my thigh. So in the middle of my thigh, it's still a little bit thin. Like they're not quite connected yet. Um, so it's, it's kind of fascinating to see the way the hair growth is coming in and in the patterns rather than just sprouting out of nowhere. It feels significant to let the uh, listeners know that he pulled up his shorts and like was gesturing at the hair for not me. He wasn't looking at me when he's doing it. He's doing it for you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking between the mic and my leg as if I am explaining to you. the. Anyway, today we find out I think the listeners look like this little red microphone that sits in front of me. (laughs) Y'all real cute. I interrupted you. Sorry. Um... The only other place that I had got that hair kind of sprouted out from like nowhere else was on my chest. I got very light amount of hair, but then I cut that skin off um, and it's still working on coming back. You've got one that came back. (laughs) I have one very long one. I think I tweezed it the other day. Oh no, I have a couple very long ones right there. They can... (laughs) He's also showing you those. Yeah, they can hear that one because they can hear my voice change as I look down to see my own nipple and then look back up to them. (laughs) Uh You know, 
more uh, visual gags for the audio medium. (laughs) (laughs) So let's bring it back a little bit. Uh, I want to talk to you about the process of deciding to start tea. Mm -hmm. And I want to let you talk since I invited you on my podcast and instead I'm monologuing at you. Weird. It's almost like I like listening to you talk and I've therefore just been enjoying this. Anyway, me talking. Weird. Mm -hmm. Um, So me deciding to go on tea, um, it was not like a definite like automatic thing because I am like my gender is uh, wishy-washy in the middle non-binary-ish so I was never when I realized that I wasn't cis I was like I don't know that medically transitioning is ever going to be a thing I do because I don't have any desire to look like a boy necessarily I just don't need to look like a girl all the time is the thing Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really sure what that was going to look like for me but um, as time went on and I um, I suppose started, I met more people on T, um, started following more um, trans mask people and just inquisitively asked you more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I started realizing that uh, a lot of the things that tea does for your body are things that I would like and that you can take tea without wanting to look like a boy mm-hmm. um and it's not even so much that i don't want to it's just that wasn't my goal so for a while i thought that just wasn't an option i had well i'm not a boy so i don't get the boy juice they don't have non-binary juice i don't know <laughs> what to do about it um and when i started realizing like oh i don't i don't have to be a to become i'm a trans man because i take tea now i can just be like no i'm a weird non-binary alien boy thing and mm-hmm. i take tea and um that was part of me, I guess, realizing. And then once I realized that, it was quite a bit before I said it out loud to any humans. Mm-hmm. Um, As you do. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, once I did, that's when I started like researching a bit, which I didn't need to research that much because I have asked you so many things and looked into it myself. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't need to research because I went around asking people a lot of questions about their personal experience (laughs) and then did a lot of Googling (laughs) in the past. So, like, I didn't need to do anything called research. Just nosy ADHD research. Right, okay. (laughs) And I didn't have to do, like, intentional making a decision research that Mm -hmm. much. Actually, the only thing I did really look up into a bunch about was, like, okay, but realistically, how long does it take for that stuff to happen? Never bothered figuring that out. I need to know. Mm, Um, That sounds right. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and then um, did a bunch of Googling for local doctors and stuff Mm -hmm. and set it all up. So, yeah, um, it was mostly for me a lot of just, oh, wait. I can find euphoria in the things for for trans men if I'm not a trans man. Oh, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah, I like that. And like the visual metaphor that's coming into my head that I'm having a hard time articulating is seeing like, I don't know, non-binary identities as like going up to like the trans salad bar and being like, I want a little love from this gender and a little from this gender. And like, oh, trans guys have tea. That's cute. I'll have some of that and I'll have some of that's like. truly how it felt because like I and like a, a bit of it was like imposter syndrome, but like earlier in my uh, the outness, I was like, well, I'm not trans enough to medically transition anyway. I'm just mm. I don't know. I, so there was a little bit of that. But then even after, I mean, the imposter syndrome is not gone mm-hmm. in general. But like after that wasn't like the main thing. I was just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, trans girls do this and trans boys do this. And non-binary people um, ask people to call them they, them. That's all I got. That's all I, that's all I got as far as a list of things I should be looking into for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I 
the imposter syndrome was definitely a part of my decision making as well. Um, I think for me, um, a big part of uh, one of the hurdles I had to get over in deciding to start tea was in um, much of what I had seen of like trans stories were. I feel so deeply miserable in the body that I have. It is wrong. I have always felt like I was born in the wrong body. Something feels bad about this. Um, I have to fix it. And like, I was like, well, that doesn't, I don't, this is the only body I, I, it seems fine. It served me okay. I'm I'm not in love with it, but I don't, I don't talk to many people who are in love with their, it's probably just all of that shame we give women. I don't know. It's fine. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I, so it seemed like it wasn't a thing for me. Um, And I think part of what was so appealing about going on tea was that um, it, it felt like taking a like tangible in the world step manifesting my transness like towards a thing and that is not to say that like medical transition makes you more trans um like i definitely feel that way because culture like reinforces that in us and it did feel good um and it was in line with the things that like felt good for my gender um and like i i it felt really scary when I thought about it as a big medical thing because I am not a person who has had much illness in my life. Um, I am not a person who has spent a ton of time with doctors um, and like thinking about, and like there aren't many people in my life who have either. I mean, my dad works in a hospital, but like beyond that, like there aren't a ton of people who have been sick very often or things like that. Um, so I was like, oh, that feels like a huge deal to go to a doctor and get a medicine. Um, I have a lot of tattoos though, and I've had several piercings over my life. And like when I started thinking about pieces of my transition as body modifications, like they're, they are obviously also medical procedures, right? But they are ways of modifying the flesh suit that I live in to better suit me and the reality that I want to live and the ways I would like to be perceived. Um, and when I finally decided to start tea, uh, I equated it a lot to piercings because in terms of kinds of medical trend transition related stuff um it has the most stuff that is reversible or that will pretty much stop if i go off of it uh the changes happen the most gradually um like i i top surgery i i'm not going to be able to undo it i can't cut half my tits off i mean i i could get a reduction and then surgery but that's too two surgeries and a lot of money that i don't have you know what i mean um so it it felt like dipping my toes in in the way a piercing can versus like getting a tattoo where it's like that thing is on me that's a lot more money and a lot more permanent um in the way top surgery felt uh so yeah adjusting it adjusting my thinking in that way kind of helped me to start taking it and i started at a lower dose than i'm at now um and because as i took it and as i saw the changes in my body i was i honestly it it felt a little bit like putting on glasses for the first time when i realized i because my eyesight was never really bad 
But I put on glasses for the first time and it was like VHS to Blu-ray, right? I was like, oh, this is what the world looks like. Holy shit. I'm the definition. And when I was on T for a little while, I was like, oh, holy shit. This is what it feels like to feel at home in a body. Interesting. Weird. Very weird. In the middle of you saying the first part of your thing, I was like, I'm going to tell him about how I felt like that about glasses. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's just funny because I'm wearing glasses and you do not regularly. I do not regularly wear glasses. because I pers- was sitting here so hard being like, don't forget, don't forget. Listen to him, but don't forget, don't forget. That's a re- Don't forget. I don't know if you even talked about that much. Don't forget. Anyway, neat. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I don't wear glasses for the most part. I need them to see at night and to like sharpen up the edges of things right um and that's kind of like a little what it felt like for me when i was doing the gender thing where i was like oh i i didn't realize quite how uncomfortable i was or quite how fuzzy things seemed um until i started seeing those changes um speaking of uh we asked folks in the discord for any questions Mm -hmm. they have um and one of the folks asked, what are some of the most surprising things that happened as a result of being on T? Um, so I think as far as surprising things go, like, I don't think I was expect. Okay. So I was for a cis girl, which I wasn't, I have always been hairier than most of the girls I know in general. Mm-hmm. Before starting T, I had more leg hair than my cis male partner <laughs> before starting T. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I knew I was signing up for considerable body hair when I started T. I just didn't think it was going to start as fast as it did, <laughs> considering how many trans dudes I know who have waited longer to see more body hair. And I'm mm-hmm. relatively, like, I'm fine with getting body hair. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll get I'll get hairy. I don't care. But I, it's not a, I don't find it particularly euphoric or affirming. It's just mm-hmm. like, yes, my body has more of, of that now. Um, but my legs got hairier so fast. I do quite like that, actually. That's probably my favorite thing because, like, the leg hair is soft and I pet it a lot. Like, um, the way I actually uh, pet my boyfriend's leg hair. Um, like a that cat. they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I started noticing, like, my inner thigh started filling out with leg hair a lot faster because that's where I inject. Mm -hmm. Um, I started getting, I called them my facial pubes because I'm getting (laughs) facial hair, but it's just random curly just spots. I told, what did I say the other day? They're like white people living in the Midwest because their their, their houses are far apart. Don't know if that's going in, but you know. Um, so all the hairs are quite just far apart. And I have like maybe 10 total just around my chin, just mm-hmm. distant. Um, and I wasn't expecting that to happen quickly. So I think that's probably the biggest surprise was more, no, I'm going to get hairy. Oh, I'm hairy already. I mean, that's, that's fine. I get fine, I guess. Sure. And my Um, hair took more time than I expected. And, like, I'm very Italian. I expected to be much hairier than I am. And I am, like, I have some fuzz. And I was also surprised by how much I liked my lower leg hair coming in. I think that just, like, I... Like, I was not... When I thought about getting hairy, I was thinking about, like, chest and back hair and, like, belly hair, in which case I'm And that's the hair that I'm, like, about, like... And it's because, like, I... There are hairy dudes that I am into, but it is not generally because they are hairy. Like, that is just one of many things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So it's not, like, a trait that I'm, like, oh, masculinity and things. Um, But, like, 
even dudes that don't have a lot of body hair tend to have a lot of lower lower leg hair. And like I was surprised by like looking down and being like, ha, dude legs now. Ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which just kind of feels good. And it I does. didn't I didn't expect to be excited about any hair. What bits were you excited about going in? Like were you really looking forward to? Um, my voice. So mm-hmm. um that was one of my my biggest things, the silly things when I was like uh, the tea's not for me, but like, gosh, it really would be cool if I could take something that would like change my voice, make my junk bigger, and like just overall maybe make like my face a little sharper and things. But like, I don't need to take tea. I just wish I could just get a surgery to change my voice and make my dick bigger. And like, and just I really love, my, like, I really love when my back and shoulders look really strong. Oh in yeah, every video and picture we take, and I'm gonna comment on it constantly. But I don't need testosterone or anything. And I've always like, <laughs> I, I used to be such a gym rat, and I would lift. Like I'm like, yeah, I, I do cardio because I have to. But like, no, I'm trying to get swole is the thing. <laughs> Um, so no, I've always liked being muscular and things. So yeah, I just was like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get tea, but like, I wish I could have these things. Um, so like I could, and I do now. And so like my voice changing was a big one. Um, I like it a lot better now. I've always, always hated my voice. Not Mm -hmm. even being like, I don't like having a girl voice. I just, this voice is just a bad one, according to me. That's Um, very trans of you, Pat. I know. (laughs) But, um, I like it so much better now. I also particularly like squeaky, like, I like the the voice cracky kind of voices, and Uh that's what I have now. So, I mean, yes, it'll probably even out and get deeper eventually. But honestly, I've said this several, many times over the past eight months. If my voice just stayed squeaky like this forever, I'd be fine. I'd feel fine not being able to go higher than like two octaves (laughs) if my voice disappears. That's fine. It's great. I love it. It's adorable. Um, It is quite endearing. Uh, and like, at, at, as I mentioned, my dick, I like it a whole bunch. Yeah, um, yeah we're going to talk about it because <laughs> I do too. Um, but first I want to do one more question from the Discord because this one I found really interesting. Uh, someone asked, what effects did you notice as they were happening and what did you not notice until one day you would realize how much they changed? The hair was definitely one of the things that I didn't notice until I was like, why is there so much hair there? Like, Mm -hmm. I think you and my other partner pointed out my leg hair before I did even. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that I didn't really notice was uh, my jawline. Um, And I noticed it because like I, I shaved my head for the first time last summer and then let it grow in a little bit. And then had some selfies around that time. And then uh, after a few months in or so, I took a picture after I shaved my head again in like a similar outfit. And I was like, didn't I just take one like this like last summer? Let me look. My hair was different. And then I looked at the picture next to and I was like, oh, oh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Jaw. How are you? <laughs> um, so that was a cool one that my mm-hmm. face, like my facial fat is redistributing, which I knew was going to happen. I just didn't notice it because I see my face Certainly not every day, but a lot of days. Um, Right. And that was my experience. Like, none of this happens. Obviously, nothing is happening fast enough that I look down and be like, holy shit, look, a new one popped out. Look, look at that new leg. That's what happened to popping out. Shit, sometimes. Um, (laughs) Like, nothing happens so fast that I can literally observe it happening. Um, However, uh, so it's a lot of the, my experience tends to be somewhere in between. Um, another thing I noticed is like the progression, like much progression is not linear. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not like 
ooh, today I have 10% more hair and tomorrow 20% <laughs> and the next day 30 I just like a couple of months will pass and I'll be like, oh, like, where did that patch of hair come from? Or like you said, I will look at a picture from a while ago and be like, oh, weird, that's new. Or just notice that you have to shave your face more often. That's right. a new one for you. Right. Like I'll be like, I, I just shaved three days ago. Look, I have so much more hair. I guess I shave every two days now. Weird. Like, yeah. So it's a process of just kind of stumbling on upon progress. Um, I have not been, like, to be clear, I've not been consistently on T because insurance is a bitch and ADHD mm-hmm. is the enemy of consistency. Um, so I have taken weeks and months off here and there, um, which could also attribute some of the changes. But, like, even now, so since they started, has been I have been the most consistent because we take our tea together now. Um, and I am noticing like a whole new wave of things that I'm like, well, like like we were talking about the, with the facial hair, like, wow, that's that's a whole new thing again. I'm like, huh, my is my dick bigger than it was last year? I think my dick's bigger again. And like my dick was the first thing to change, uh-huh. like within first three months or something i was like oh bottom growth okay and by the year i was like great this is what my dick looks like and now i'm five years in and i'm like i think my dick's growing (laughs) which is fun and neat no complaints (laughs) so anyway speaking of dicks this is the dildorks um (laughs) one of our listeners was adorable and uh, in the chat was like, you know, I don't, if it's, you know, if it's too personal, it's totally fine. But like, I am curious about your experiences of like orgasm and arousal, you know? And like, the thing is, we're going to talk about that like a lot. And I'm going to make them talk about it in detail. So don't you worry, because that's what we do here. Yeah, I was like, daddy's like, do you want to do a podcast talking about tea since I'm five years in and you're like, you know, recently six months? And I was like, yeah, my brain goes, oh, I'm going to talk about my dick on the shoulder. What's the last <laughs> time I did that? Probably the chastity episode. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy making you talk about your dick. Um, so, okay. Overview. Talk to me about your experiences of arousal and orgasm um, and how that has changed. Yeah. So um, pre-transition, I uh, was actually someone, like I would say my clit, not huge, but not super small. Like mm-hmm. I, I like I had a hard time finding it when I was younger and trying to figure that out. But like mm-hmm. it's not invisible. Um, and I've always been somebody who um, can orgasm pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, honestly. Can confirm. <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder, like, if I take, like, I, you know, things I've read and people I've talked to, like, I know it's going to get more sensitive, but, like, I might have more refractory period. Like, am I not going to, I'm somebody who, like, you know, pre-T had, like, multiples easily like I, mm-hmm. I if I did not have multiples in a sex session I probably we probably weren't trying to make me come at all then probably <laughs> I don't know so I was like oh is that gonna go away and I think we even talked about ways to like eroticize that for mm-hmm. me if that started to become a thing in things like preemptively speaking and stuff mm-hmm. um so starting tea bottom growth is also the first thing I noticed and it's honestly probably the thing that I would say was least gradual because literally one day I was like, sorry, I can't wear underwear. <laughs> Everything that touches my junk is like 
the most. <laughs> Just one day that started. So. Because suddenly bits are exposed that weren't exposed before. Because, like, uh, my labia covered most of my dick prior to this, and yours did too, for the most part. Oh, like, yeah. Like, there was no expo- like there was no exposed part of my the tip of my clit at all. Right. And as it starts to grow, it peeks out from between your outer labia, which, like, we're covering it, and is now brushing up against your underwear and whatever. And the head peeks out from under the hood. Yeah. Mine was mostly the hood thing because mm. my, yeah, like, my junk did not tuck in at all. I had a... Um, as Marla Stewart puts it, a front-facing pussy. Mm. Um, I've always loved that <laughs> phrasing because I was like, yes, I have a front-facing pussy. That's the phrase. Because I've <laughs> like, seen so many other junks in like, different situations. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just the beginning of like, oh no, suddenly just the whole tip of my clit, which doesn't, I don't pull back my hood for anything. Like uh-huh. pre, I was not somebody who wanted anyone to touch the hood of the head of it <laughs> at all. And it's just poking out, just seeing what's going on. What's this, a seam? Let me rub it. Like, I just, no. <laughs> like, sir, we are at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was um, and I was just hard all the time, which um, you were so lovingly pointing out to me quite regularly, because I very infrequently wear pants in this household. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you'll just walk by and you're like, are you hard? Of course you are. Come here. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's how um, we do things. Fine. <laughs> At this point, I do still uh, have um, multiples pretty easily. Like, that hasn't really gone away. Mm -hmm. Um, I can definitely come faster, which is bonkers because I didn't know that was possible. I was already someone who could come in, like, five minutes before. And now I'm like, no, if I'm not careful, I'm done in, like, two. I'm, it's... (laughs) Yeah, that was rough when I first went on tea. I was like, I'm sorry, y'all, this is embarrassing. I was like hooking up with people and I was like, (laughs) there were definitely times where I was pretending not to come, not pretending to come because I was like, this is, I'm, we haven't even taken our pants off. This is a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and, um, gosh, what was I about to say? It was very t- related. Sorry. No, it was related to the story you just told, and I don't remember what it was. Um, it was about my dad. Oh, and it wasn't until after I, uh, oh, this probably leads into something someone else asked in the Discord, but it wasn't until after I started tea that I, uh, that you and I started playing with making me come till I was overstimulated and too sensitive. Mm. Um, and it wasn't even like a thing we discussed. You just did it one night. And then we were like, we're, we liked that. We liked it. I, it it hurt. Quite fun. Do more, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but I think before taking tea, I don't think the feeling of like coming so many times that it was sensitive and, and hurt was like, I don't know, as hot or fun or like mm. even quite ha- like it would take a lo- a while, like mm-hmm. probably 10 plus before I was like, OK, just don't fucking touch it. Um, whereas now it's it's much quicker to get to that point, mm-hmm. And it's hot when you do that, which is quite fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have that was definitely similar to my experience early on that I like got off really fast and was like very, very sensitive to a point where it was uncomfortable. And I was like horny all the time and etc um and at this point it is less my experience um my dick is considerably less sensitive like when it for like when i first started tea i didn't want to touch it in the shower like it's the worst i hate cleaning my dick in the shower literally the worst part of every day that first year i was on tea like 
And I don't have my glasses on, so I can't even see. So I'm just like, I, ow, ow, I'm cleaning it's it just, out. Ah, it's just so upsetting. Um, but, like, at this point, it is not a problem. And, like, that was definitely a gradual thing where I noticed I was like, oh, I don't have to avoid just, like, touching it. Like, I can just move that fucker around. He's fine. He's, it's just, <laughs> like, it's sensitive, certainly. And also, it's, it's, a part, it's just a part of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, um, so at this point, I also, like, I don't get off as fast and I'm able to, like, play with more orgasm control stuff um, and, like, just have more control over my own arousal process again. It is also really hard for me to have multiples, which is a thing I used to also do. Like, I used to have, like, warm-up orgasms and then, like, one that felt like I was, like, actually done and actually releasing the tension. Like, there, I had other orgasms that felt like they were almost part of building up the tension. Um, and that is not so much the case for me now. Uh, for a while, like, I definitely have a refractory period. Um, I've described it almost like a light switch where I'm just like, no, I, no, sorry, no, I sleep and I'm done. Like, I, I didn't understand that before, but I feel almost like a cliche of, like, a dude at this point where, like, after I come, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm very invested in your pleasure. I'm also very invested in this pillow. I, we're gonna be, I'm gonna be like this for the next 10, 15 minutes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but, like, if I can, uh, now at this point, I have, like, intentionally trying to get back to having multiples. I can kind of force my way through the refractory period. Um, It feels almost like exploiting a glitch in a video game. (laughs) Where, like, I have, like, my, like, special gauge all the way built up. And, like, normally coming would deplete it entirely. But if you push triangle at just the right time... (laughs) You can like kind of skip back to a mostly full gauge Get again. Your second win. Exactly, <laughs> <Four> exactly. <laughs> Feels a little like that. Um, but I, yeah, if you, if you time it perfect, um, I can sometimes chain together a second or a third. And like once I get myself going with multiples, it's easier to keep it going. But, like, that was definitely a process of relearning. Yeah. And, like, I can start to see it change a little bit because a thing that I do way more now that I did, I only recently realized I do this more now, is, like, the after we fuck and I'm just like, sorry, I am distractingly still hard. I cannot uh-huh. sleep. I'm going to keep jerking off. Mm-hmm. It's not really a sorry because. Um, it's quite hot. He, yeah. He'll, he'll fall asleep just with a hand on my thigh feeling my muscles contract because I'm still jerking off. It's. It's very hot. But anyway, I did that sometimes before I started tea, but like it's it's to the point like I do it not just because it's hot and, and but also I'm like, no, I've tried to go to sleep and I it, it's just it's throbbing. Like I just how I'm all I, how could I possibly sleep like this? No, I clearly need to deflate this fucking thing and use another toy. <laughs> so anyway, early on in tea makes you real horny. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Um. <laughs> honestly, lots of times, like I, uh, honest, I feel like I experience more arousal non-concordance. Not even because I'll be like, I don't want to fuck, but I look down and I'm like, sorry, do you have something to say to me? You're very hard. I'm just dripping for some reason. There's a spot on the seat, even though I'm wearing underwear. What I. I can I help you? You're like, I didn't, when did this, I did not, I told no one to do this. Right. I don't, I'm not, I'm thinking about lunch anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some good lunches. Uh, well, when you feed me lunch, it's different. <laughs> um, I also, 
my experience of orgasm itself has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you've experienced that yet, but mine definitely shifted from like, ah, I hate this description, but like, I, I can't think of a better language, like the a more of a full body orgasm to something more focused in my dick. Yeah. Like my orgasms feel more, I can feel more focused in the throbbing of my dick itself. Uh-huh. Um, it feels almost like it is pushing something out of me through my dick, um, which is wild and fascinating because, like, I don't come out my dick. There's no hole in it. That's not how this works. Um, it's still just a clit, my guy. Um, but my body seems to think I'm coming all over the room. I, I, I'm into it. I don't. I mean, sometimes you are. I've seen the kitchen clip. Is the thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at Billy Lore. Um, but um, and and I do still have orgasms that do feel more full body and they are generally more related to penetration and like a spot stimulation specifically or G spot. Mm-hmm. Um, G spot is different um, from like um, a spot stimulation feels a little bit more like what my orgasms used to feel like um, pre-transition G spot still just always feels like G spot, frankly. Um, and clitoral, clitoral orgasms feel substantially different. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely noticed that too. Like I, the satisfier toy that I like way more now is because like, if I use that and I'm only like, you know, feeling something on my dick instead of like a vibrator where I'm feeling it all the way through and I'm feeling Mm -hmm. it on like my internal bits and stuff. Um, it feels like it, the orgasm feels so much different when I'm orgasming just from my dick (laughs) and I'm just not involving any of the other internal structures at all in any way, Mm -hmm. which is neat. Yeah. Okay, so we are recording this on a lunch break, so we are just going to weirdly transition from talking about your hard dick into the end of the episode and leave you, um, and you are going to weirdly transition from this back into an online job and not thinking about your dick, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, well, um, I have some porn to edit, so who knows, I don't know. That's fine. Uh, before we do that, um, do you want to tell folks where to find you and yes, I all do of that? Have that? I have that. Plug your stuff, but the way you're allowed to do on the show, not the other way. <laughs> I have that information on hand, certainly. What am I? Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as D underscore Darkholm. Um, you can lots find of me- pictures of aforementioned dick there. <gasps> so many. I, I just took several many today. Um, so yeah, lots of pictures of said dick. I even recently um, did a bunch of comparison pictures of my junk pre-T and my junk um, now and sent them to the people who have Rebo on to be like, hey, also, if you've been following me for a minute, isn't it weird and neat? Um, so yeah, go see those. Uh, if they uh, sign on OnlyFans, if they accept your OnlyFans and DM you, will you send them those pictures? Oh, Absolutely. I'll send you extras if you say you're a Dildorkian. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and where else am I on? OnlyFans. Dildorkian. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think they're just Dildorks, too. I mean, I know, but I, I you know, <laughs> that word just didn't come to me. And I'm also on OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans.com um, slash D underscore Darko. I'm pretty sure there's an underscore there, too. Um, and uh, that's that's where I am. That's right. Rest right? class. Oh, yeah. They want to be the very best. (laughs) 
So um, I also do photography. There's a previous episode where I talk about that a lot that you can go listen to. It's great. Um, but I take lots of pictures and you can uh, find me as Rose Glass Photography on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, type those words and I will pop up. Fantastic. I'm Bex. You can find all my writing and information about my workshops at BexTalkSex.com. I teach every Wednesday on Zoom. And uh, this week I am teaching Bang and Blowjobs, so come join me for that. And next week I am doing uh, my Impact Workshop. Yes. Pet will be there and we'll be demo bottoming for Beautifully Bruised Booties, uh, which is one of my favorite workshops to teach. I'm also very naked on the internet. You can find me at BillyLore on Twitter and at BillyLore.com where I have all of my links and you can see all of my porn with my pet and a great many other people. Together we are the Dildorks. You can find us at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. We are also at Patreon.com slash thedildorks where you could toss a couple of bucks our way. Help us keep doing what we're doing. Come hang out with Ash and I in the Discord where we got a great many of these questions for $6 a month and for $12 a month you get ex- access to our Patreon-only bonus episodes. Kate and I will be recording that one uh, tomorrow, so you definitely want to come check that out. Oh, God, this is the bit that's not mine. No, it's fine. Uh, we won't... Oh, the Kate bit? Yeah, no, I no, I know it. It's fine. I got it. Thank you to Starboots underscore on Twitter for our art, and thank you to Protodome for our theme song. Until next time, folks. Get out there and live your sexy, dorky lives. Bye. Also, like, follow Kate's stuff. She's not here, but she's great. Girly Juice. She's at Girly Juice underscore on Twitter. Girly underscore juice. Girly Girly underscore underscore juice. juice. She says this every week. Uh, Mm -hmm. She is at girly underscore juice. Uh, Girlyjuice.net. Yeah. Go hang out with her. She's great. We love her. Mm -hmm. She's going to make this episode listenable. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. There's no Kate here to stop us from, like, going off the rails. I don't know. It feels weird that I'm talking. Usually when this mic is out, I'm not talking. I'm trying my my hardest to be quiet and probably jerking off. That's also true. Yeah. In the other room, though, I'm too distractible. I would never jerk off in here while you... No. 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 Okay. Feels weird not having headphones on. Oh, true. Like, deeply weird not having my headphones on. I mean, you could just wear them for fun. I'm not going to just wear... I'm just, like, as an outfit. Yeah. Because it's my podcasting costume. I mean, that... (laughs) That's what I... I do that. I do that outside. I just wear my headphones if I'm not listening to anything because that's what I do when I go outside. I mean, that's true. <laughs> anyway, we're doing a podcast. Yes, we are. Okay. Um. So I... Hold on one second. They can hear this. You can't fidget oh, by tapping Oh, I can't tap that? Okay. No, they well, can let me absolutely press hear that. And then not tap it anymore. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Peace. Now I have the questions and I will not tap it anymore. Okay. Um... I'm going to take that again. I hear you say that all the time. Um, You shouldn't hear me say that. Oh, you hear me say that here. I hear it live. Okay. No, I was nervous for a second. No, not on the podcast. (laughs) It's a secret. Yeah, I uh, was going to make a segue and didn't. Just chose not to. Just chose to (laughs) stop talking. Um, I am also very naked on the internet. You can find me at BillyLore and at BillyLore.com for all of my links and all of my porn with... 
D, uh, or Ash, and all of... Too many names! Too many names! I'm gonna take that one more time. Okay, so we were done recording and everything, but we just remembered we forgot to talk about butt hair. There's fucking... There's so much butt hair. So y'all, much. y'all, there is... And not like butt crack hair. Like, there's just... Like, oh, there's butt crack hair. I mean, yes, but not just butt crack hair. There's it's, just, there's ass cheek hair, there's yeah, butthole hair, there's like just so much. a blanket of hair on my general ass area. So much butt hair when you're on tea, y'all. So much sweat, new body odor, and so much butt hair. So much butt hair. If you do your own wax and wax your butthole, just prepare to use more. Just do that. Just prepare. Because, my God. So much butt hair. Mm-hmm.